What up, world? I've been meaning to do a podcast for a while now. Um, and I guess coronavirus kind of gave me the opportunity to do that now. So who knows who knows what it'll become and what it'll turn into. I don't really have a huge idea for it. Just kind of wanted to interview people because I like doing that. I like having deep conversations with people and, uh, I don't know, asking questions that normally I wouldn't ask um, and just learning from other people. So, yeah, being, you know, restricted to your house, I just kind of, kind of has caused a lot of people to maybe do things differently and I was like, you know, I've always wanted to do this never found the right time there's probably never gonna be a right time so got a lot of friends in town and stuff why not just start now why not just do it so texted some people um and tried to make some interviews happen and the first one was with uh my longtime friend casper rooney who i've known crazy Crazily, I realize, I mean, I forget sometimes, but Casper and I, uh, the first place I lived as a baby was next door to Casper in a, in a condo with my older brother and my parents. So I was born and that's where, where I lived. And, um, Casper lived next door with his family, um, so really that was our first time of getting to know each other, I guess. I mean, I we didn't get to know each other though. I don't know. I don't remember that. But um I wish I I kind of wish I would have brought that up. But that was the start of that and then I guess time went on, moved different places and um we played on a basketball team when we were probably, I don't know, eight or nine years old or something. And so I, I, I remember him from then too, but I mean, we didn't become friends or anything like that. Um, and then in eighth grade, we went to junior high together and uh, became friends through Jason Aguirre, I'd say. Um, and uh at first i i didn't like casper too much um for not really any reason at all thought he was annoying i guess um but didn't know him and then as i got to know him i realized he was you know one of the funniest people that i would get to know um and so yeah casper's uh an aspiring comedian now he lives in New York and um, he came over and we had a cool conversation because um, we haven't, uh, I don't know, I, him coming back to LA and us meeting up here was probably the first time we've um, hung out in a, in a long time, months, I mean over six months, maybe maybe before summer was the last time, I don't really know. But I think it ended up being being a good conversation. There's some things maybe I wish I would have asked him that I didn't. 
I don't I don't know specifically, but um, I think it went pretty well. I went over an hour, and um, I don't know. Decide for yourself. We'll see where this podcast goes. What else happens in the future? But Casper's a really funny guy. He's a great guy to talk to, and he's one of my longtime friends. Um, so check it out. Not yet. I might do that in uh, post-production or something. Like, I'll try to probably do an intro on my own, you know, or something. Okay. What's then, it called? Do you have a name? I don't have a name yet. Do you have any recommendations? No. Um, you're better at you're all, You've always been good at coming up with names. Well, here's the thing that I'm... Here's the... Because I've given it some thought. And there's two ways to go about it, I think. Two broader ways. There's, like... Uh, when people have podcasts or just talk shows and stuff, it's either like there's podcasts that have uh, obviously the person's name in it, like the Joe Rogan Experience, yeah, or like the Ellen DeGeneres Show or Conan or something like that. And then there's the Tonight Show, which is like it's it's removed from the person, kind of. Or there's like um, I don't know WTF with Mark Marin. Yeah. Things that have a name aside from the yeah the person. So I don't know which one I would go with more. The thing I like about like if it was just like the Nico Jordan show or something, it's yeah. like much more broad, and I can kind of do different things with it. Yeah, I think that would be good because yeah. people who know you will be like, oh, it's Nico. Yeah, it's like if it's something like weird, and they'll be like, ah. Yeah, and then it just kind of gives. If, you know, if I had, you know, like Tiger Belly's another, do you know that podcast? I've heard of it, yeah. Bobby Lee. Um, it just kind of already sets the tone of what you think is going to, the uh, podcast will be about. Yeah, I prefer the ones with the name. Just yeah. Like, I feel like when I hear something like obscure, I'm like, oh, this podcast probably has like a fucking weird theme. And it's yeah. Like you have to be like a devout, as opposed to like Conan podcast where like he's I just know he's just gonna interview and I see if he has someone I like on it right and just listen to it and that's what I, I, I want so it to be intimidating yeah I want it to mostly be uh just interviews because I feel like that's the most thing that people would want to listen to like if I was just doing a solo podcast by myself it'd be like like I don't have I'm not a celebrity yet so yeah. who are you gonna enter just like anybody or, like, people specifically trying to make it be entertainers? Um, I mean, ideally, I'd like to interview people that are interesting or that have something. Like, there's some people that I've thought about, and I'm like, I don't know what I would talk to them about. You know, if people don't have a dream or if they're not too passionate about something, then it's like, yeah, it's hard. It, it could be more of a conversation. You can just talk about everyday stuff. Yeah, but you're not limiting it to anything. Just Yeah, just see where it goes. I just... um. I like interviewing people and having serious, deep conversations and and funny ones too. When did you decide to do this podcast? Should I shut this window? I know. Um, if it's affecting the sound, I don't know. I don't care. I think it's fine for now. Um, I've been thinking about it for a while. I mean, I guess it goes back to like when I did my radio show. Oh uh, yeah. At KCSB. Um, 
and uh, I really enjoyed doing that. And it started out like playing music and stuff, and I was like, I don't really care about like I just want to interview people and talk yeah. to people. Yeah. Um, so that started it, and then I was planning on doing that for a while, but then. Yeah, I got the boot. I got the boot, kind of, and um, I always. I, the reason why I stopped doing it, kind of, I was like, I can if I just wanted to make a podcast, I could. Yeah. And do the same thing and do it on my own time, like. Mm-hmm. Radio's kind of dead, anyways. Um, so I've been meaning to do it for a while, and um, yeah, I'm honored to be your first guest. I mean a lot. Thank you. Did you write down? Did you write down interview questions? No, or it's just in well, free form. Free form for the most part. I have some ideas of places to go okay. and things to ask you. Um, I was with Grayson right before this. So I was like, "Do you have any ideas of things I should ask?" She gave me a couple ideas. <laughs> um, but, uh, oh yeah, the other thing I wanted to say about, like, um, inter- uh, on, like, the naming type thing, is, like, when you think about the, uh, yeah, that's just, that's just a when you think about, um, the, the upper echelon of, like, shows, like, People say when they're going, they're like, oh, I'm going on Howard. I'm going on Ellen. Mm-hmm. Even if it has the different title, they're like, oh, I was on Fallon, Kimmel, yeah. you know, Letterman. Mm-hmm. They just refer to it that way. So part of me was almost just going to be like, I should just be, what will people refer to it as? They'll be like, have you heard Nico's, Nico's podcast? podcast? Yeah. So I almost, I'm you thinking just about just Nico's calling it that. Nico's, yeah, that's, that's fine. Nico, uh, you your last name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Nico Jordan's podcast. Because that's what people would call it anyway. No one always remember, like, people probably say Mark Maron's podcast. Yeah, I, would, I never not. call that WTF. Yeah. Mark Maron's podcast. Because that's just how people associate better with it. Yeah. But the other thing I was thinking of was eventually I want to interview people who I don't know mm-hmm. and be able to reach out to, like, you know, more established comedians, musicians, celebrities. Yeah. And I was, so I'm also thinking about that was another reason not to have like a dumb name or something like that. But then at the same time, it's like, if it's Nico Jordan's podcast, I don't know. It looked, I don't know how that looks. My recommendation is whenever I see a podcast, I much prefer to watch it and listen to it. So I would recommend like setting up your phone or a camera or whatever, because I like and especially then you can get little clips of it if you if you really want to like build it you can make an Instagram yeah. page for it and you can pay, post little clips and stuff. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, because I'm, I'm it's easier for me to pay attention when I can like watch people talking. Yeah, that's true. I guess for me I don't watch podcasts too okay. often, so it's probably just more thinking about myself. I listen because okay. I like I drive to work for like thirty minutes yeah. and so I usually just listen. But yeah, eventually I want to have a visual element. Yeah. But I also don't want it to be that shitty or anything. I want. It, yeah, I mean, it I mean, it will be fine. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, you know, you just literally could like set up. Yeah. Your phone and another camera, just like facing the people. Yeah. You and the person you're interviewing, and it's yeah. not. It's not difficult. I mean, now I feel bad that um, that there's no <laughs> visual element to yours. Well, um, we're. I mean, you're figuring it out, man. We could do it in post production. Yeah, we could uh, <laughs> voice over. <laughs> yeah, we could match up the acting. Yeah. No, I mean, listen, we're yeah. You're just this is the first one. Yeah. Okay. Well, now I'm gonna get into uh, 
you. I wanted to ask, um, like, well, so so you're pursuing comedy, right? You're open about that, yeah? You're out yeah. of the closet? Yeah. Um, and how did that... How did that come about? What is your what's your earliest memories of wanting to do that? Um, of wanting to pursue comedy. Yeah. Um, I know somewhere in high school. I know. I mean, I um, when I discovered Louis C.K. when I was like ninth or tenth grade, I never really like watched a lot of stand up before that. And then when that happened, and I was like, I like fell in love. Louis and with comedy and I was like just and I just couldn't stop watching comedy after that and then I think me and Mike were like both obsessed with him and like we then we talked about doing mics like going to an open mic probably like maybe junior or senior year and then um yeah and I just like it I didn't I did a few mics periodically throughout college um and like I never I was never ready to commit to it but I knew I wanted to do it and then once I graduated, I'm like, I gotta either do it or don't. And then I was like, all right, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna then move to New York. Yeah, I mean, so so when you discovered Louis and you're watching him and like, dang, I want to do this. Was it like ever since then you feel like you were like, I'm gonna do this because you went to college and stuff. I mean, yeah, yeah, because um, I I yeah, were you conflicted? Yeah, I guess I, I, because I was thinking about going to law school, like, when I first started at community college, and, um, I think after I did, like, freshman and sophomore year, and then I went to UCLA, I was, like, I realized, I was, like, I'm not gonna go to law school, I'm just gonna, yeah, and I was, like, and I just, like, never stopped thinking about it, comedy, and, like, I figured, like, I've been wanting to do it for so long, yeah. literally, like, five years, yeah. from, like, 17 to 22, and then I was, like, and I don't have any desire, I don't have any sort of desire to do anything else compared to this. Um, like going to law school, is that a thought of like, I can just do comedy on the side or maybe do that later on afterwards? Or was it like, I'm not going to do, I'll try to do law school. It was one or the other. And the only reason yeah. I wanted to go to law school was because I'm like growing like in high school, like I had like two or three teachers tell me, cause I guess I would like argue with them. They'd be like, you should be a lawyer. Like, I remember hearing that, like, growing up, yeah. you know, and I was just like, all right, maybe I'll be a lawyer. Like, that was the only reason I never, like, had a real interest in law or anything. Yeah. I just, like, seemed like what that was, what I was supposed to do based on what people told me. Um, and then, wh when do you think, like, when did you start telling people that you wanted to do, like, your parents and stuff and their reaction? Um, I remember, I don't remember when I told my friends, I remember at my high school graduation dinner, um, my grandpa was like, so what are you going to do? And I was like, uh, I think I want to be a comedian. And he was like, you just told your first joke. <laughs> That's funny. And I remember that and I was like, Jesus, that was savage. And, um, <laughs> and that, so I guess somewhere in high school, I, I was like, maybe I wasn't like really committed to it, but like I knew I was like thinking about it and, yeah. um. I don't know when I did. I think I did my first open mic, like, maybe, like, four months after graduation. Or, oh. Yeah. So. But I, th I feel like, I feel like so many people would be more willing to, like, chase their dreams and what they want. But it's like, like, were outside voices a big reason why you 
pushed it away, maybe. Like, I don't feel like my parents were ever, like... I mean, no one... I don't think anyone just, like, took me seriously. I was like, I want to do comedy. Like, okay. Yeah. And, like... But, like, they weren't, like... They didn't care. Like, yeah. this, they just didn't really think I would. So, I think it wasn't really that. I don't feel like I had a lot of people telling me no. It was just more... No one... I mean, that's just the reality. of People always say, like, oh, you'll have people haters but it's really no one cares what you do yeah so it's really on you like if you're i mean maybe your parents will but like it's really like no most 99 no no one cares yeah no one gives a shit and so it's basically what you do when well no one's watching or caring that's yeah pretty much it's on you they won't care until everyone else starts caring and to, like <laughs> until it becomes something they can like it's, brag about yeah until you're interesting yeah. yeah but i yeah. mean when you're in comedy it takes a lot of time to become something interesting worth watching yeah exactly yeah um and then so what did you do okay you know you want to do comedy are these metal ice cubes yeah that's one of those are. <laughs> <laughs> uh you're supposed to avoid those <laughs> all right yeah they're reusable ice cubes okay I don't, I don't use this. Um, like, how lo did, because uh, I remember you would be working on jokes and just writing material for a long time. I don't know if, I think you'd already performed maybe a couple times before that. But, um, yeah, like, before you first performed, how did you, t did you, were you trying to get, I don't know, look on the internet how to write jokes and stuff? Or did you just start writing or what um, did you do? I I definitely I don't think I ever looked up how to write jokes. I I I had a notebook. I'm trying to remember my first bit that I thought was funny. I was I don't remember it, but it was I don't know. I just thought it, I just I wrote in a notebook, and I remember I've read back and like <laughs> I would I wrote like a f page and a half of something that could have been said in like ten seconds, but like I just like thought. I mean, your first time, you just think everything's going to work, you know? Yeah, so yeah, I'm, like, yeah, yeah. writing all these little lines, and, like, I'm, like, oh, this is going to get a laugh. This is gonna, and then you yeah. and then you do it, and none of it gets a laugh, yeah. and it's just bad. But um, No, yeah, that that's, yeah, it was exactly my experience, too, when, before I did it the first time. I wrote out this long bit, and that's what I feel like happens is you just make things way too long and drawn out. Mm -hmm. And then, because uh, I always thought... I would hear comedians talk on podcasts and stuff, and they would say that they're, like, writing all the time, and, like, and and I was just, like, I don't know, I don't know, it just seemed hard to, to write that much, and it is hard, mm -hmm. but I just remember after the first time of doing it, and, like, not super bombing, but, like, somewhat, I mean, I wasn't very good, uh -huh. and there was, like, I just remember having the audio and listening back, and easily just deleting stuff and like re it like just came naturally it was like flowing because i i think of i heard joe rogan talk about that he he like performs and then he comes home uh -huh. and he starts writing there while his brain is fresh and while yeah. all that material is fresh and i was like i don't know that seems hard but it it really does once it make everything that comedians say makes so much sense when you once, you've done it. once you do it yeah 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 i i don't usually I'll usually wait till the next day to start editing, but oh. that's just because after I do mics, I'm just like, I've, I've done enough today. Oh, yeah. I just want to go to bed now. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, it's very, it's much easier to edit yourself when you you can listen back to it as opposed yeah. to when you're like writing, especially when it's something new. 
You wow. have no idea what's if anything's gonna get a laugh or whatever. But like once you hear it, and you can hear it. Yeah, it's much easier. Yeah. Yeah, because hearing like professional comedians, um, I I always thought like, don't they know what's fun? Like, why do they have to try <laughs> shit out? You know, yeah. like, you know, don't these big comedians can't they just sit in their room and just <laughs> perfect a special? I wonder yeah. if there's anyone out there that could. It's just, it's really hard. But I think. Uh, I don't. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that you can it just wouldn't be as good as it potentially yeah could. i mean they probably it's it, you definitely become a better writer as yeah. you over the years that's the right whole, that's how you get better but um i don't think it'll be you could put out a really high quality special if i don't like without testing it all of it out you know yeah because some of it i mean yeah i don't trust jerry seinfeld that even though i think he's hilarious that he can just write an hour of good stuff yeah. without getting any feedback I think Jerry Seinfeld says, um, like, there's no such thing as bad crowds or something like that, or that, like, you just performed. Have you heard him say that before? Yeah, well, I, he says, I think, like, there's no excuse for not making people yeah. laugh, whether no matter what the situation is. What do you think about that? I think that's a good mindset to have. Yeah. I don't think in practice. I think that's probably what more of his, I think, I'm sure he yeah. gets in front of shit crowds. I've heard him yeah. talk about shit crowds, so... Yeah. Um, oh, so maybe he just says it like that. I think that's a good... But I think you should go into every time you go on stage. I think you should, no matter... You shouldn't be like, oh, this is going to suck. You're like, no, this is my fucking job to get these people into it. Yeah. But um, I don't think in practice that it's actually true. Right. Um, and so when you did... Like, how many open mics do you think you did in college? Just a couple? Probably, like... Probably 40 total throughout four oh, years. Yeah. Because I'm... I would go and, like, get in, like, little spurts, and I'd, like, do, like, ten over the course of, like, two weeks, and then I wouldn't do it for, like, three months. Mm -hmm. So I probably did 40. Um, but that's not, you're not going to get better doing that. Yeah. So I don't I don't consider myself, like, starting comedy until I moved to New York, because that's when I started, like, taking it seriously and doing it consistently. Yeah. But when, when you were in college, uh, like, what kept you from, was it just having too much to do in school to get I mean that's what I told thing. myself realistically I could have been doing mics and stuff but like I'm my personality is just very much all or nothing that's yeah. how I am with everything so if I can't do this three times a night every night then I'm not going to do it at all that's how I kind of operate and that's still happens to me like if I get depressed or something like I won't do mics for like five days I'll uh -huh. just like sit in my apartment for days on end and like it's like but then when I go back and then I can start just jump right back in yeah. doing multiple a night every night when you get in those spurts of not going out what keeps you from going out um my i just it's when i mean i just when i get down it's just so easy for me to justify not leaving my apartment and just yes yeah. laying in bed i'm just like telling myself i'm tired even though i'm not or yeah. whatever it is um but yeah so and it's like it's, I can't even, I'll be like, okay, I'm just going to do one mic tomorrow night. Mm. And then, uh, and then I won't do it. <laughs> it's yeah. like, and then I'll just be like, yeah, I just, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I, I like, I want to tell myself not to do mics. I think because, uh, I tell myself that I don't have like new material to work on and like, I haven't written enough. I need to like write before, mm -hmm. but I've learned that it's, I mean, it's beneficial to go up even if you didn't do writing yeah and and i always find that i never regret going to a open mic yeah i mean yeah 
um, I, I, even if I it goes terribly wrong, it's like you got to get those out of your system and just mm -hmm. keep uh, keep moving forward. I guess. I yeah, know. getting on stage is like even if it yeah, because I'll bomb sometimes and feel like shit after, but it's like at least I have at least I like you still accomplishing something and um, yeah. And it still is like a change. Like if I feel depressed before and then I go up and I feel like shit after, like at least it's a new reason to feel like shit. And it's like <laughs> I feel shit for because something, not because I'm doing nothing. Cause I, yeah. But yeah, I won't regret it. I'll just like be like, fuck, that sucked. Yeah. But bombing gets easier for me. Uh, like I don't get as emotionally hurt by it now. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, especially sometimes I like, I don't know. I I didn't anticipate it as much in the beginning or I was just always like surprised mm -hmm. by like, whoa, people didn't laugh right there, you know, and then yeah. it would like freak me out. Yeah. But then like sometimes I'll do my best when I'm just like, okay, I'm just expecting not to do well right mm -hmm. now. And then it's just, you're free yeah. to kind of just letting go of expectations, I think really helps me the most. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Cause when I met a mic and like, well, when everyone's bombing, then it's fine if I bomb. But if people are doing well before me, then I'm like, Sh I better fucking, I better fucking kill right now. And if I don't, then I'm like, that's when, that's probably when I feel the worst. Oh, is yeah. when people around me are doing well, and then that's when I feel like, wow, I suck at comedy. Yeah, dude, that's the biggest fucking trick. I mean, I think nowadays, especially, is just comparison, just comparing yourself to other people. Mm -hmm. um, not just in comedy and anything, but like with fucking Instagram and social media and stuff. It's just like constant comparison to other people. Yeah, I don't. When I see like people like that are like doing like sketches on Instagram and like yeah. having a lot of success, like I know that I wouldn't, I can't and won't be, wouldn't be able to do well at that. Like that's just not my sense of humor, yeah. and it's not my, where I'm, I don't think I would be very good at it. So, and I see like someone like Stevie Emerson, you know, who's got like half a million followers or whatever it is like yeah i'm i used to be jealous before i started comedy of him uh -huh. um but now i'm like you know what that's i would never be able like the amount of stuff he puts out yeah. and like open for interpretation if you think it's good or not but like the sheer volume of content he has and like i can i could never even i don't feel like i could do that one a week and i feel like he's putting out like three yeah so i don't feel i don't feel jealous of him anymore i just like, cause I, I'm not that guy, you know? Yeah. No, yeah, that's good. Um, do you think you, do you feel like you would be good at, like, doing those sketches and stuff? Um, I don't know. I was just thinking about that earlier today, actually, like, cause I've thought about doing some kind of sketch type thing. Um, cause I do, I come up with ideas for, like, sketches and mm -hmm. things like that, but... Definitely not on the, I feel like, uh, I mean, nowadays with like YouTube, it's like, it's, it's almost like doing open mics every night. Like the, I feel like the quantity has to be so high. Like those YouTube stars and stuff, they pump out videos every day. Yeah. And so I feel like if I were to do something like that, it'd be on like a, not, not a scheduled basis. No. Like, like I'd like to do some type of things mm -hmm. in the future, you know, like I have ideas like, I'm want to sometime make movies or things like that but i don't want that to be my main yeah well thing. that's that's the beauty of instagram is you can post 
stand up, you can post sketch, you can post tweets, you know, that's what I see a lot of comics doing, and they have all three, and then, like, once you, once you've split it up into three, like, okay, it's not that hard to put, I mean, you could probably at least do, like, one a week of either stand-up sketch or a funny tweet that you have or something, you know, as opposed to, like, if you're just trying to post stand-up videos every time, like, I don't have enough bits to post a fucking stand-up video every week. Yeah, me neither. But if you are doing all like multiple genres or whatever platforms then i think it would be easier yeah i don't know and i and who knows if i because the thing that people don't know about like those video making videos and stuff is like so much of it is editing like Mm -hmm. of the time so like i'm sure steve I, i remember seeing some video of his when he was talking about one of his big videos that he made like dude where's your jewel or where's my jewel or whatever and he was talking about how he was like up all night like editing those and i don't know how much maybe he has a guy who helps him now but um it's a lot of editing yeah just being in front of the computer just trying to figure that shit out yeah for sure like the yeah but but being forced to think of the i don't know it's not it's also another thing maybe I, i i feel like i don't see that much sketch comedy and stuff like that that i resonate with as much there's not yeah, I think anything i'm a, so yeah i mean maybe if there was some that i was into but that could be inspiration to make some that i yeah would enjoy. and um but i th- yeah i think the expectation of quality for like really funny shit is l- much lower for sketch stuff yeah like i feel like if you just have like a funny premise people are like holy shit this is good as opposed to like you're posting a stand-up clip you better have a funny premise and some funny taglines too you know right it's got to be a minute of like it better be like making me laugh like multiple times yeah it's like a 36 second sketch if you just get me to laugh once then like that's a good sketch you know um yeah i think and maybe this is uh i don't know maybe maybe i'm saying something that i shouldn't but like I feel like fans of a lot of YouTubers and that style of comedy and stuff is so much about like what goes viral or like, like it's interesting for me to look at YouTubers and stuff and they'll have like one video that has like millions of views Mm -hmm. and then other ones with way less. It's like, I feel like on YouTube and certain, certain genres, it's like, it's so much harder to grab. It's like pop music too. Like, People like mainstream whatever's on the radio, but then yeah. if the next album comes and it's different or something, like yeah. it's hard to build like a strong fit. Like Justin Bieber, for example, you know, he's like he just had to downsize his tour or whatever because his album didn't. I guess I don't know. He used last album he played arenas and he booked a tour for arenas and then yeah. he downsized. Yeah, and I feel like that happens in all different types of art, like comedy too. It's like. People are just trying to make, like, a viral... But, like, stand-ups, I feel like... I mean, there's a diversity in that, too, but... People are more fans of the person, I feel like. Yeah, but every... I feel like every big comedian had, like, one bit that, like, really put him... Like, Burt Kreischer, his machine bit. Like, that's what... Like, that's how he got famous. Like, having one bit. And, um... I think every comedian of, like, the 21st century has probably had some version of that. Uh, Maybe not as strong as the machine like i feel like everything but like i think louis had that yeah. i think bill burr like all of, i think all of them i mean uh, they, it definitely takes a lot more time to build up mm. a fan base as a stand-up 
then if you're posting stuff online, yeah. you can get a viral video. Yeah, part of me thinks that, like, younger crowds are just, for whatever reason, less likely to, like, dive into someone. Like, oh, that's funny, let me go further. Just, like, that's funny, move on to the next thing. Yeah. Maybe that's true, maybe it's not. Yeah. But, um... Yeah. Like, someone else, I mean, I don't, whatever, but, um... I forget this guy's name, even, but he has, like, millions of viewers on, um instagram but like his podcast gets like no views at all which oh, really? is so crazy to me i can't he's a comedian he does stand up and uh yeah the podcast what's his name trevor or something he makes videos with like stevie and stuff oh he's like a santa is he like a santa clarita guy kind of oh i don't know but whatever whatever um but yeah i feel like podcast like people don't no one's like if stevie if he came on a podcast like that's not who he is, you know, he's not a long form, he's a short, energetic guy that, yeah. like, talks about doing Molly and Coke, you know, we're not gonna, I don't yeah. think people are really interested in, like, hearing his take on the coronavirus, you know. Hmm. Um, what, uh, I mean, do you think about your future as a comedian? What do you, what, what do you dream about? What do you want to happen with comedy? I just want to be able to make a living off of it, not have yeah. to have another job. I don't uh -huh. have it. That's like the only expectation or hope that I have. I don't. That's. I, I'm not like. I mean, it'd be nice to have a lot of success, you know. But I just, if I can make a living being a comedian, that's that's the goal, you know. I think that would make me happy. Do you have any other interest in doing any other sorts of comedy or? other things to like reach people like I don't know podcast or any other styles of comedy or you know do TV or movies or any of that um, different stuff I mean I could see myself like getting into like some sort of writing for something um, but not even that I really want to I just feel like that's a good way to boost yourself and to like make money yeah because it's really hard to just be able to fully support yourself off doing stand-up it takes a really long time so that would be nice to be able to get a writing job after a few years um <laughs> but i i and i never i when i first started like before i moved to new york i was like i'm gonna do stand-up just so i can establish myself and then maybe get a job writing and then do that and then mm -hmm. i started when i started doing stand-up like consistently writing like now i'm not even that i like really think of myself as like a great performer or anything but like I like writing for myself and I like I feel like I can be decent at it like I didn't I didn't think that before I moved to New York but now I feel like I could do it be a comedian like a stand-up comedian so so are you doing comedy because you feel like that's what you would be best at or that's where you're like stand-up yeah stand -up. um I don't I I don't think there's anything more gratifying to yeah. someone than being on stage and getting laughs. Um I don't think being like a comedy actor or in a TV show, like I don't I can't imagine it's I getting the laughs on stage is like I don't think I've I can just have a any like nothing will feel better for me than doing getting that, you know. Yeah. Like so when I kill on stage, like, that's where I get, that's when I feel the happiest in life. So I don't think that, 
and I didn't really know that about myself because I don't think I really had killed before I moved to New York, like, being in L.A., because I just wasn't serious enough about it, so I didn't have, like, good, really good material. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't, but now that I know that feeling, and, like, I think that, I don't think I'd want, be able to find that feeling doing anything else. Yeah. It's interesting because it's, like, like, you, and I, I think, uh, I was thinking about this the other day, that, like, comedy is one of those things that people, um, they, like, think they know they want to do it before they even try it a lot mm -hmm. of times, I think, mm -hmm. where you don't, and, and it's different, like, I, I don't know, I always compare to, like, music and stuff, and someone will, like, start playing guitar, like, they don't say, I want to be, you know, a musician for a living before they play <laughs> guitar, probably, yeah, that's, you know? Yeah, that's a good comparison. Yeah. yeah, but, like, comedy, it's like, oh, yeah, I like, because there's there's part of it is like you don't have experience and you're saying this but at the same time you do like everyone who's trying to be a comedian has made someone laugh in the past you know yeah. so you Hopefully. while while you don't have any um experience doing it you do in a way for your whole life of like you know yeah you, you know, know the feeling of making someone laugh and it yeah. feels good so you kind of yeah. do know what it would be like yeah i was talking to my girlfriend about and this it surprised me because i always assumed that like because i always the feeling of getting laughs like i've known that i've like loved that since and yeah. i just assumed for everyone like that was like the greatest feeling ever yeah and i was talking to my girlfriend and i was like i was and she was like i was trying to explain to her like why i like it so much and i was like well when you make someone laugh like isn't that like isn't that like the greatest feeling she's like i don't really care that much yeah and i'm like what and that that was like i never I literally never even thought about that until recently. Like, not everybody cares about it as much as I do. Because yeah. when I, I can, like, remember, like, from, like, 10 years ago, like, big laughs I got mm -hmm. just, like, talking to people or randomly. And, like, I guess that not everybody is that obsessed with it as I am, or as comedians are. Yeah, for sure. I think about that, too. And I think, um, I don't know. For me, it seems that that's more common trait in like men to like want to make people laugh i mean you have more male community but that's there's different reasons that add to that yeah but even like one thing that's made like uh substitute teaching like you see there's way more boys just trying to be the class clown and like yeah. make people laugh and act silly and do stupid stuff that's probably just like socially built i into think it. social is part of it but when you get like kindergartners and stuff i think i don't know testosterone is part of it and yeah like, so I, every guy thinks they're funny that's I think, what i was just gonna across say the yeah, board, yeah. You know? every every yeah you cannot find a man that does not think that he is funny yeah <laughs> which i don't know why that is but yeah it's crazy um but yeah, what what replaces that, I guess, in like conversations and like, do people, because maybe it has to do with like, being funny, sometimes you have to sacrifice looking good in front of people or being likable in a sense, or I don't, and maybe other people focus on that more, they just want people to look at them like. Yeah, I just think of it, I mean, I, the people that think they're funny that I, I'm thinking of like businessmen or stuff like they can, they'll be funny but it'll usually be at i can i a lot of like like i think of my dad like yeah he'll be funny at other people's expense you know he like, like yeah. he's love like making fun of like whatever the waiter or whatever and so i think it's just 
some people's sense of humor just comes from a different place and like mm-hmm. maybe just being a dick and that's what they like to and so but I don't think I still don't think that even if they think they're funny I don't think that it's the same feeling that comedians have of like the pure joy of getting laughs you know yeah so when you when you were doing comedy and you hadn't moved to New York yet was you weren't really enjoying it that much at that point right like or were you enjoying the writing but the stage part kind of sucked like uh, I'm trying to th- I, did you have like hope that it'll feel good one day or? I mean you get a glimpse of it like yeah. I mean, even if you're not killing getting yeah. like a laugh on one part yeah like that feels good you know uh-huh. um but like overall it would go badly so that would be like my feeling after it but like I was coming I guess what was bringing me back was like the little bit of good feeling and when I got the laugh you know yeah um so I guess yeah but I didn't I mean yeah and then um what did you do when you went you moved to New York did you have like a plan for going there or like for comedy yeah um no I just moved I found an apartment in the East Village and I didn't realize how lucky I got because it's like for I got it for 1300 which is like crazy low for yeah that area um and i just happened to be around like most of the open mics in manhattan happened to be around the east village so that was just random chance and then i just went on i found a website and i just they have all the mics listed and i just went to one near me and i bombed and then i went home and then i just kept doing it (laughs) (laughs) um and then when did you did you reach a point when you maybe like killed for the first time or you had a realization of like this feels good I'm happy yeah I remember I kill. I was in it was like some random little place in Brooklyn and I think it was a mic but like no one ever went to it like I think I think it was mostly musicians that would go there and I I went up there and I wasn't I'd only been doing it for like two months and like I did five minutes and like everything worked like I crushed and I didn't even I definitely didn't deserve to be crushing because like it wasn't that good of stuff yeah but I remember that night and I like I yeah that was like I was very high on that feeling that night and that was like I think since then I've like that's when I like really was like fuck I can do this and like so that was a good night and um I don't know how do you deal with like when when you write a joke or something and it like kills at that one and then the next time you go it doesn't do well do you do you try to just um i don't know do you change the joke a lot or if it works really well once yeah i'll usually trust it unless if i'll keep doing it for like two nights in a row at all the mics and then if it bombs each and every time i like then i'll like go back and look at it and figure out what parts are not doing well and why and if I can change it um but usually if something if something like really kills like not just like a decent but like if it really does well once like usually for the most part it'll keep going like it'll work at other places too Mm. but that one mic yeah I guess I don't remember exactly I think I did I had some decent stuff maybe I was maybe I remember it as better than it was yeah. Cause like I, I remember it going well, and so I was, but yeah, maybe maybe it didn't go as well as I remember it. Um, what what kind of things are you finding out that improve your stand up or like certain things that you do? Um, I I mean, 
and this is like kind of I feel like everybody kind of figures this out but like I was like <laughs> I would tell I would start a bit and if the, I would do each line tagline after that I would like pause for the laugh and then when it didn't get a laugh I would like be like fuck and I would either like <laughs> give up on it right then after the yeah. first one or I would just like the rest of it would just like not be how it's supposed to be just because like I'm just like very hung up on that first part bombing so and that's still hard to do when it's something new and like I don't know it that well um to like not be able to get into a rhythm with the laughter um but that's like a big thing is like just performing as you would whether there's laughs or not just keep going and that's it's it's still hard for me to do but like figuring that out has been very helpful also it makes bombing much easier. It, it's less obvious of a bomb when you don't really treat it like you're bombing, you know? Mm. So if you're, like, saying, like, fuck, this isn't going well, huh? Yeah. Like, they're like, ah, this is pathetic. But, like, if you're just doing your thing and, like, not, if you don't seem like you care, yeah, then no one really feels, like, embarrassed for you, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when we were at the open mic the other night at HaHa, ha, I was like, it's... I couldn't believe that there was people paying to do the open mic and then like it seemed like it wasn't going too well and they would get off like a minute or two early. I was mm-hmm. like, just stay up there and like try some other shit. I don't know. It was like, I couldn't believe that people. That mic felt very unprofessional compared to the ones I'm used to. Because yeah. the mic comics that my mic, like maybe there'll be like one comedian that's there that's like, eh, like not taking it super seriously, but like 90% of the comics there are like, they're there to try out bits and they'll do them and they're not gonna not even really talk to the audience you don't you don't see a lot of crowd work stuff at like yeah. unless that's but like yeah it's like people are there to work you know but i didn't at that mic i did not feel like people were there to work i just felt like that was like yeah something for them to do you know yeah dude i hate crowd work like almost always and like sometimes i just hate the like i'll go to like the comedy store or something and it'll be big comedians that are just like looking around trying to make fun of people and it just i don't know that it well if you're in a room i the comedy store is like always usually a good room i think but like a lot of if you're like touring you know you're gonna be in a lot of bad rooms especially if you're like not in arenas or theaters if you're just like in clubs and so I think, and you kind of, if you, the audience is not interested, and if they're, like, they're distracted or just not, everyone's bombing, the best way to get them back is with crowd work, you know, because that, yeah. that's something that they can relate to, and they're like, oh, that guy's, he's making fun of this guy right in front of me, he's not talking about yeah. fucking space, you know, so that's, that's a great way to bring people back into it. Yeah. So I, I understand why people practice it and do it, it's important. Yeah, I guess so. It just, um, I don't know, like, especially there'll be times where they're like pointing to this guy or whatever and you can't even see him. And it's just, I don't know. I feel bad for people sometimes. Like, I feel like they don't know that, like, I know that I used to feel like when, when a comic's going around or someone like, don't pick on me, don't get me, you know, like people. And I know that there's people that feel that even more than I do or just. And, uh, like, I've seen comics just get up there and not, before they even try jokes, they just go after, like, 
this guy's short as fuck and stuff. And I'm like, damn, like, he probably, what if he was having a shitty ass day or whatever and he came to the comedy store to yeah, get sit in the sack? <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that. well, that's, crowd, yeah, I, I've heard comedians say, like, crowd work, it's either really fun and funny or you're a dick. Yeah. You know, depending on if it works or if you're just making fun of someone and it's, people aren't laughing, yeah. then it's like, wow, I look like such an asshole right, right now. And I don't think, I think the comedians, they're not like there to be mean to people. They're just trying to, they're, I mean, crowd work, I mean, they're just working on crowd work and trying to so. get people interested because sometimes it's really funny and, yeah. I mean, I, I, when I'm watching comedy, I prefer to just see their bits, you know, mm -hmm. and stuff they wrote, but I mean, I understand why they're doing it, so I'm not like, you know, I get it. Yeah. I think, uh, like, what I like that, like, Jeff Ross does, he, uh, he'll like, he he'll um like call people up who want to be roasted by mm -hmm. him and they'll like come up on stage and then yeah when when you know that consent is given then it, it's a little easier to laugh at yeah but that's like he has a very specific yeah. medium i mean he's like him and david tell of like the bumping mics thing mm -hmm. and i think a lot of that is improvised right so that i understand and like he's a roast like other crowd yeah. works not always even roast stuff it's just like i don't know but yeah, I don't mind. I don't care. If you're in a comedy club, you're, yeah. you're, it's shit might happen, you know. Oh, but what I don't like too is that you can't you don't get a response. I wish that people could. <laughs> but when I do like uh crowd work is when someone's like heckling or they're being a dick and they won't shut up. Yeah. Like I love that when the comedians just make them look so stupid. Yeah. That's the best. Yeah, and I feel like that's the case a lot of the time. But I don't Yeah, know. it is. No, it is a lot of the time. I've just seen a couple weeks where like I've been with, and we're like, dude, this guy's a dick. Like twice, <laughs> and I guess that's just gonna happen yeah. from time to time. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna bomb whether you're doing material or mm -hmm. you're going off the cuff. You know. And... What What are some uh, What are some of your inspirations now after After Louis? Um, I I don't really watch comedy as much as I should. I mean. I just, I have people in New York that are, like, open micers, but, like, I've been doing it for a few years, and those, like, I don't know, I mean, I just, the people I see when I go to the open mics, and there's, like, a handful that I think are really good, um, and that's, and, like, I'll pay attention to them, you know, but I don't feel like I... Do you want more water? No, I'm okay. I don't, I don't know. I don't feel like I'm... Maybe this is bad, but I don't feel, I don't watch a lot of comedy now, and I don't feel like I'm learning from other comedians. I feel like I'm just learning from my own experiences at this point. Yeah. No, that's something that I learned, I mean, early on, too, was, like, um, watching comedians and stuff and kind of like, oh, I need to, like, do some of that, or I need more of that and mm -hmm. stuff. And then I was, I realized I was, like, like, I can't do what this comedian is doing. Like, that's them. That's yeah. who they are. Yeah. So, first of all, you don't need another one of them. And mm -hmm. second of all, it's like, it's going to come off corny because it's not going to be true to who you are. Yeah. You know? I feel like I still, like, my favorite bits in a lot of my writing goes around this, like, trying to make, trying to make people laugh about something that, like, like, for example, like, my homophobia bit. Mm -hmm. Like, I... That, I, love that one, that I one. worked hard on that and I like it because I'm I like this something that Louie did which was like for example like his child molester bit and like making like it made people laugh about child molestation yeah 
and I like being able to make that, that's like amazing to be make people laugh about something that like yeah. should people don't normally laugh about so like me going up there and saying something that could be arguably I don't think it's home it's not homophobic but like it's also not anti homophobic it's you know yeah it's like I'm saying this homophobic is brave because yeah. you know and I like doing that and I'll, because it's not something yeah. that I should be able to get away with but like through you know jumping over laser beams or yeah. you know I'm able to find a way to get the laugh out of that and that feel that's like my favorite feeling yeah 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 um I thought of that bit actually today and I feel like seeing so many comedians and stuff it always gets like I forget where I heard stuff yeah but I heard that today I was like did Casper say that joke? <laughs> I couldn't remember yeah but um yeah I, I I like that one a lot I mean that's a lot of the my favorite comedy is when you're saying things that most people wouldn't say. That like that's what people laugh at. They're like, I can't believe he said that. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's like, um, but um, that's something that I that always keeps me from trying certain new stuff. Like I have a bunch of jokes and stuff that I'm like, it's it's a little more um, controversial mm -hmm. maybe, and I, and I don't know. I just want to make sure that I have it better than you know what i'm saying like I, I obviously i can't get it perfect until i try it out yeah and but i i doing the homophobia bit and like other bits i have a bit that i still haven't made work but and it's like contra and like i said i i worked, tried it out with some <laughs> saying horrible things you know yeah. and you find and then i said it and it wasn't horrible enough and you find the line yeah. and then what but once you find it it's like holy shit that's a good bit yeah know? the um I had a bad experience that kind of turned me away from trying as much as I did because I was there was a time when I, I I wasn't really afraid until I got this bad experience when I like was at an open mic and there was only like five people in the crowd or something yeah. like that and I told this joke many times before and I talk about the n-word and um, this black girl in the audience she just like got like right when I said the part she like got up and like walked out she was like i don't know if she said like oh hell no or something like that and she got up and i was just like shook up there and i was like was that racist and she was like i don't know n-word you tell me and I, I have the audio of it too it makes i can't even Wait, did, you, did, it, did you say the n-word no i said uh, i said n-word and then she actually said it though too. yeah right? she actually said but uh <laughs> Yeah, no, I did something similar with like a trans but yeah. bit that I was trying. There was a trans bit person in the audience, oh, yeah. and they said it was trans. Bit. But I mean, and that it does. I I was like, I felt bad after that, but you yeah. had, that's just part of it, you know. Yeah, I felt so shitty after that. Like, <laughs> even though it, I still don't think it's a racist yeah. bit, but I can see how you could take it, and I think just. There's people who aren't paying attention all the way and they're just like, they hear key buzzwords or whatever. Like they see me up there saying yeah. N-word yeah. and then it's just like, what the fuck is this guy talking but about? But as someone, I've been to a lot of mics and a lot of, a lot of white comics have at least one bit about the N-word. Yeah. They never say it, but they'll have a bit about the N-word. And yeah. like, I usually like look around at like the black, and like, they're just not interested, you know? Yeah. I feel like... At this point, they're just sick of... Maybe they've just heard so many people try yeah, to do yeah. stuff about it, and it's like... No, that's what... And I, it's not even a core part of the bit. It's just like a tagline that I... Like, I'm yeah. comparing... I'm like, it's like the N-word. Yeah. 
something uh, a bit that I'm doing. And yeah. so it's not essential to it at all. I, yeah. I can still do the whole bit without that part yeah. and I just cut it out. Mm -hmm. um, so I was just, I was like, I don't need it. I don't need to do that. I don't even really want to touch on that anyways. Like yeah. even if I had a really good bit on, it's just well, certain things are over done yeah but i mean if you do have like a really good bit like if it's gonna be something that's like yeah. original and really funny then like i would say well, no matter what the subject is yeah you know, if it's over go for it but it better be good you know that's because if it's not if it's bombing it's one thing to bomb but then when you're bombing and saying something offensive it it makes it like twice as bad you know yeah. so yeah i've had that a lot but a lot of stuff I've done has been that feeling mm -hmm. and yeah it just sucks but that's part of it how much of like your writing is how much do you think about the audience or because comedy is a tricky thing that it's based around other people laughing like mm -hmm. that's the success part so you have to think about the audience in a sense you mm -hmm. can't just think about yourself but how how much do you consider the audience I do if I'm at like a mic like a mic that I regularly go to and it's just like comics like I'm not worried about offending them because like I don't they're not gonna get offended by stuff mm -hmm. so I can but like if I'm like doing it in front of people that like if there's like an audience and like I usually like because a lot of my if you put all my bits together if I start out homophobia bit then I my next tagline is green cunt and I'm saying the word cunt that yeah. shuts people up a lot like yeah. a majority of the time actually I've, it's been like People have been like freezing at that because it sounds massage. It sounds like I'm being sexist you know, yeah. by saying that word. So like I'll I'll try to be tricky with how I order them so mm -hmm. I don't. I can try to get them on board, and once they're on board with me, then I can um, get them to laugh at me saying cunt, you know. And so I do I do base that on. I, that is I do take the audience into consideration when I'm ordering it. Yeah, I feel like that's that's one of the benefits of performing to, like, comics and stuff is, like, you're probably much more free to say shit because everybody's trying stuff out and they understand. Yeah. But, like, the girl who walked out, she wasn't a comedian, right? She was just at the yeah bar there. And so that's when it gets... Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, that Sweet. is one thing when you're touching on controversial subjects in your bits. It's, like, even if it's you're not being like my I don't think like my homophobia back you want back but like that bit's not homophobic but like if I depending on the order of it like I'll just sound like a homophobe yeah doing that bit because like no one cares about what I'm saying you're just like oh you're making light of homophobia that's what you know and yeah so it's easy when you're doing multiple of those types of bits in a row to just seem like a fucking like I did a mic one time and a girl got up after me and she was like, "Well, oh, good thing the Nazis off stage." <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, she called me Nazi, and then did it um, hurt your feelings? <laughs> did it hurt my feelings? Yeah. No, I thought it was funny, but um, and then she, but then after that, she tried doing like crowd work with me, like not related to the Nazi, and I'm like, I'm not helping you. You're you're just calling me a Nazi. She's like, "Oh, I hurt the Nazis' feelings or something." I was like, "Fuck." Damn. But uh, I didn't like being called a Nazi. But I don't, I don't think you could sit down with me and like go, dissect my material and say this is misog like this is homophobic, this is misogynistic. Um, yeah. And yeah, so I don't. I stand by all my stuff. 
Yeah, the order, I, I, I've thought about that too. The order really matters, and there's like certain jokes that I should tell towards the end. Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes I put them up front to see how funny they are. With their yeah, no, I'll, throw, I'll start out with homophobic bit one time and it'll use a lot of time it'll bomb if I do it first but yeah. like I like I kind of like digging myself in a little hole sometimes yeah it's so interesting how that happens yeah um what was I gonna say damn I was doing so good <laughs> I've been, also been at a lot of mics and I don't want this to sound like cock or anything but like I'll say that bit and like there'll be usually like one or two people like holding back like I I noticed it at the bit at the mic we did in at haha -ha. yeah I think there was like one guy like or the girls or something were like holding back, like laughing quietly because they didn't yeah. want to seem like a dick for a laugh. And I've had that, I feel like I've heard that happen at a lot of places. Yeah. And I was like, it's kind of frustrating, but I also kind of like it that like, it's, they're like having a feeling they need to contain yeah. it. That's, I, I mean, I feel like that's probably more even the case nowadays is like, that's what I feel like sometimes. Like people are like, looking around to make sure they're allowed to laugh at certain mm -hmm. things and stuff yeah. and like I don't know but I'm not worried about that because I think eventually over time um you'll find if you're trying to like build a fan base or something like you'll yeah. find more and more people who because if people are laughing that means you're funny you know yeah and if you and even if they, they do feel like when they're at a mic or something they can't laugh at it like they'll still be a fan of yours you know mm. and so I'm not, I, when I hear that, I, I, I like it because I feel like that means I'm making them laugh despite them not wanting to laugh. Yeah. You know? Um, that reminded me, that's, that's what I was going to say is, um, the, the hard thing about being an up and coming comic or starting out is that like, you don't have the, you don't have the trust built in yet. Like, like a lot of times I look at comedians and I'm like, who are already established and I'm like, damn, they're so lucky. Like. They can just, they can lead out with their craziest shit, and most of the times their fans probably want them to, you yeah. know, because they, because they're going to see that comedian. They have the trust built. They, in their mind, they're like, this is a good person, or they have the same sense of humor. But yeah. it's like, we have to think about building the trust yeah. in order for them to laugh at certain things. Well, I mean, a lot of comedians go up and even if they're big, they're going up in people, in front of people who've never seen them, you know, yeah, on the true. road or something. But yeah, I mean. If you're like a New York comic and you're going at the cellar, you know, and like you're established there, then like, yeah, you can, it's pretty, I think Louis was talking about one time, like he was on his last tour, he like stopped going to the cellar and was like just doing like random shows in like the Lower East Side, just like shitty shows, just because like he didn't, he knew he was like had a favorable audience at the cellar. Mm -hmm. And so he just was like trying to get in front of people who hadn't seen him. So like he could still see if it was like good enough for like people that didn't or his fans, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I remember hearing this story about uh, um, Steve Martin, that, like, he stopped doing stand-up once he, like, there was some show he had where, like, props he was using or whatever was, like, going wrong, uh -huh. and it wasn't working, but the audience was going crazy laughing, like, even though it wasn't, it wasn't funny or anything, but, yeah. like, was like that's when I knew it was over that like they'll just laugh at anything you know they're just happy to see him do whatever um, yeah I don't think that's true for most like st pure comp like maybe for Steve Martin because yeah. like his character is so silly and stuff so yeah. like when stuff's not working that seems like it's part of the character but like if you're I don't care if who you are if Bill Burr goes up and he's just saying 
he's not being funny, you know, yeah. he's still gonna, it's not gonna go great for him. Yeah. I don't think people will just, I think people still, you're still have to be funny even if you're a giant star. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that, like, Chris Rock will go up and just, like, try to not do, like, he won't do his, like, voice of, like, how he normally does comedy. He'll just, mm -hmm. like, sometimes just even read the jokes, just try to mm -hmm. see if it's funny or not. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, that's, I'm not worried about that yet. <laughs> um, how do you, how do you like the New York comedy scene based on what you thought it was going to be and how it's turned out? Um, I, I really love it. I, yeah, I'm very, I just like the brief amount of what I got to see in LA compared to there. It's, I like, I'm, it was what I was like hoping it to be, you know, it's, yeah. I, it's so, it's just pure, it's just people trying to be, get funny, you know, and be yeah. funny. It's not, it's not like fucking just people trying to be famous, you know, it's just yeah. like, it's people just putting in the work, you know, and. Mm. You're, and it's yeah, I'm, it's I'm very happy that I went there. Does it ever feel competitive or like when you first went, was it intimidating at all? Yeah, sure. It's, it's very intimidating, and people aren't gonna. You can first, you're not gonna go to an open mic and be like, hey, it's my first time, and not everyone's gonna come up to you after and be like, hey, um, blah blah blah, nice to meet you. No one, people aren't gonna be nice. You gotta yeah. earn it, you know. You gotta if you start making being funny, then pe more people. Will want to talk to you but you feel like you're earning it yeah i mean i've made friends you know and i i've i'll be at a mic sometime where there's someone there who i respect and i think is really good and then if i make them laugh that yeah. feels that feels nice you know so it's 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 cool and it there's i mean there's a hierarchy you know but i mean it, that's i mean it's a competitive business when you uh you said that like um you know, you'd just be happy if you could just make a living doing this, doing your life and stuff. But, like, when you first w had the idea of being a comedian and stuff, did you have, like, bigger aspirations for comedy? Like, were you like, I need to be huge? And maybe that <laughs> kept you from, uh, from pursuing it? Like, did you have a moment where you're like, if I'm just, if I could just do this, did you have a moment of realization or you always thought Oh, like, did I used to, like, think I was going to be famous and stuff? Yeah, like, and, like, I don't know, because, like, for me personally, I, like, what what kept me from, like, pursuing, you know, music or comedy and things is, um, it's, like, part of me wants to be successful at something, and, like, you know, you're, like, oh, I can make way more money doing something else here, but then it's, like, I just realized finding something that makes me happy is way... Yeah, and like, what I'm, what I always thought of, I mean, success would be nice, you know, um, but like working regular jobs and being around those people, and then compared to being around comedians, like as like especially since I moved to New York, like if I like I don't talk to, like my coworkers, like I just I know I want to be around comedians, yeah, you know, yeah. like I, I there's like growing up with you was nice because you're funny, you know, and yeah. like. I guess I took that for granted, thinking that, like, oh, there's always going to be funny people around, but there's uh -huh. not. And so being around funny people has, like, always been something I like, and I know that that's not, if you're not a comedian, you're going to not be around, you're not going to be around funny people, and that's, like, I can't, I wouldn't, I don't care how much money I'm making if I'm fucking having to deal with just shitty, boring people, like, I don't, yeah. I just suck.
No, I thought about that recently too. I was just talking to someone when I was talking to you, like yesterday or something, but like, uh, um, I was just thinking about normal jobs and like, even like teaching, talking to, uh, other teachers and stuff. And it's just like, not even about being funny. I mean, that's a big part of it too, but just not even being restricted from being yourself in a sense or saying any, like, I was like, I was talking to Zach as well. And I was like, I want to be at a place in my life where I, where no one can like fire me or like, I, I don't have to fake anything or I'm not in a corporate environment where I got to act a certain way and yeah. bullshit and make little fake jokes to each other and yeah. act a certain, like, yeah. Cause I feel like it's, it's so common nowadays for like people get fired for shit and like they have to report to somebody and someone else is in control of their, I want if, if like, if my, if my success or failure happens, it's like on me. It's because mm -hmm. I'm yeah. in control of that. Yeah. I'm also, and I also have like always not done well with authority figures. Yeah. I don't know if you are like that too, but like in school and stuff, like I just hate, I just, I've always hated being told what to do and stuff. And that comedy, that's, you know, no one's telling you what to do, you know? Yeah. But also, I mean, I mean, with any kind of art that, that, that it's all on you, you, you kind of have to, um, maybe reach a certain level of success just for security of the future. Like, can you really do stand up forever? You know, like when you're 70 or 80 or whatever, you know, and yeah. still try to pay the bills. Like, yeah, I feel yeah. like if you don't reach a certain level, like it can't last. Do you know yeah, what I'm saying? Well, I mean, you'll get retirement stuff. I would think, right. If you don't, from who you don't, you get, um, what's it called? What's it called when you get retirement? Your 401k? Uh, or uh, not 401k, uh, but you get money when you retire. Like, the government helps you. Yeah, social security. Yeah, social security, yeah. Yeah. You get money when you I guess so. When you turn, like, 65 or whatever it is. Um, yeah, and I mean, you make a saving. I don't know. I don't care about that really that much. Yeah. But, well, it's, it's just interesting because, like, comedians that I... Like, I remember actually hearing Louie talk about one time that he th had the same kind of feeling of, like, if I could just do comedy forever. When he, Before he made it big, he was like, I'd be happy. Mm -hmm. But then he got to that level and he wanted more. <laughs> and, like... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure... Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine that if you're a working comic, if you're, like... And you're not... You're going to want to be on fucking TV and stuff. And But, I mean, I still, I still think I would be happy... Mm -hmm. Just, I mean, I would have, I would have, when I got to that place of where I want to be now, I'm sure my aspirations would change and I would like, all right, now I want to be this level. Yeah. And you, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, do you think, uh, do you think you'll be doing comedy in New York for a while? Do you have plans to stay there for a while? Yeah. I can't, I just don't think I would be able to get as many, like, I don't think you'll get as good if you're doing it here than when you're doing it there because you can get on stage so much more often and it's their people are better you know so obviously yeah. if you're around better people then it's going to be easier you're going to want to be better and it's going to be if you're around people like the mic we're at like it's not that hard to be the best one at that mic you know yeah um and so where's the what's driving you you know yeah that's what i was thinking about like doing comedy you know i'm like i don't know how long i'll be there and stuff but i was like at a certain point 
um, I'll have to uh, probably go somewhere else for that. And I mean, it, it happened even quickly, like, not that I'm the best one there or anything. I'm not. But um, it was just weird how quickly I was like, oh, I'm like definitely a part of this. Mm -hmm. Like I'm hanging in there with guys who've been doing it for six, seven, eight years and mm -hmm. stuff, which was so weird to me that that's, that was possible. That's something that I could, that wouldn't happen in New York. Like I wouldn't, there's nobody that's been doing comedy for eight years, like consistently, like that I would be able to even talk to, you know? Yeah, because they're way better. They're better, and they're not at mics, you know, they're yeah. doing, they're at clubs. But um, is there anybody who sucks, and they've been at mics for eight years? Probably, but I mean, I feel like if once, when you suck and you're doing badly, usually people figure it out after a little while, you know, that it's yeah. not working. Um, and a lot of people, like, just don't do it that often, you know, they yeah, they yeah. say, and say, I've been doing comedy for eight years, but they've been doing it, like, yeah. once or twice a month for eight yeah. years. That's true. Um... But yeah, I don't know. I I would definitely, I I think the best place to be is New York, and probably second it seems to be is here. Um, but I would say New York is like way better for comedy than here. Yeah. Um. Thanks for the notebook, by the way. I never thanked oh, you for that. No problem, dude. Yeah, I haven't started writing in it yet, but um. I got it for Christmas. Oh, and I didn't use it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why? I only write in purple notebooks, and that notebook isn't purple. Oh, what's the what's the thought behind that? This my first comedy notebook was purple. Second one was right. purple, and now it's all it's, it's all purple. It's got to be purple now. That's like like uh, Seinfeld was like. He only writes on legal yellow. Yellow was blue and pens. He said. Yeah, the pens I'm a little bit more flexible on, but it's got to be a purple college ruled notebook. Yeah, I um. I gotta start writing, actually. Like I'm only, I've only started typing. I've only uh -huh. been typing for the most part. <laughs> I like writing better. I, yeah, writing I think is better. Well, I think one of my biggest problems is like, I don't remember shit. So I think it'll help with that. And just I don't know. Why do you write? What What does it do for you? Like instead of typing. Yeah. Um, I don't even. When I started my first time, I don't even think I had a laptop. So I think it's the. A lot of it's just like. I don't know. I I yeah. don't. Yeah, I just wrote in a notebook my first when I first started writing and just kept doing it, and I would feel weird going to a laptop now. I don't know how different it is, but like, I like being able to like scratch stuff out and like. I guess you can delete stuff, but I like I like the notebook. I think it's I just comedians have done it before. Yeah. And I trust it. Maybe there's no difference, but I like I like the notebook. That's what's that's what scares me about the notebook though is like. I don't know, I guess, I mean, how often do you, if you write a joke for the first time, do you stick on that piece of paper for, no, you, you rewrite it? I'll rip it out and, yeah. Write it again and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And as you keep rewriting it, it makes it better. Because I'll type it out and then it stays there and I just delete the parts I don't like. And Yeah, I mean, it's more efficient that way, but it's not as, I don't know, I like the, I like the writing, maybe it's not for you. No, I mean, I should definitely try it. Yeah. Actually, the first bit I ever did was I wrote it on paper. I remember that. So, I'm definitely, I mean, you gave me the notebook. Um, someone else gave me a notebook for my birthday, so. There you go. And it feels good to fill up a notebook, too. When you get to the end of it, you're like, oh, oh yeah. look, I just fucking wrote an entire notebook of 
bit. Yeah. You know, and that's nice. Yeah, and sometimes it's easier if you just turn to pages than, like, I have just all of my notes in, like, my phone and on here, and it's just, like, yeah, crazy. The way I do it, I'll, if I think of a premise, I'll write it, and I have a notes thing full of premises. Yeah. And then I'll go on the notebook, and I'll, like, look at this and, like, be like, what premise am I going to write? And then go and write it in the notebook, and then when I finish it, take a picture of it, have it in my say like a file in my photos so if I forget I don't want to, have to like carry my notebook everywhere so I'll just have it when I go to the oh, notes yeah. and I can review it um that's my system I was gonna ask if you carry the backpack to all your shows a lot of well, most comedians actually from going to open mics they have their backpacks with them but I don't because I have it all on my phone yeah um, yeah I like I just like I don't like having to and I don't want to take my notebook up on stage a lot of comics do that they have like the small handheld notebooks but I like to have the big one, and I don't want to take that whole thing up on stage, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, that's I think I like my system that I've got going. Seems good. Seems to be working. Yeah. Um. Anything else we should talk about? Um. I don't know. I think I'm good. Do you feel like we did we did a podcast? This was a podcast for sure. Yeah. We did one. Did you think it was going to go differently than this? What are you? I didn't know if it was going to be an interview or if you just had subjects you wanted to talk about. Oh. Um, but I thought it was good. I thought it was a good interview. How are you feeling about coronavirus? Um, it's a bummer. I mean, I don't have to. I don't have a job right now, and yeah. that's. I don't know what I'm going to do. I might have to fucking get a job out here, because I know there's nothing. That's. I'm not going to be able to get anything in New York. New York's like shut down. Yeah. I was. Um, it seems that the people that are able I mean who's hiring now I don't know but yeah, like no. <laughs> I was talking to Zach yesterday and he has his job even before this Zach Walk yeah you still talking yeah yeah I, I wanted him to come to my party but um he didn't make it but uh yeah I was talking to him yesterday and he uh his job is all remote like he can do it from anywhere mm-hmm. what he works for some health company yeah. doing whatever but um part of me was like dang that would have been I mean that seems like something that would be nice to have yeah well yeah i don't know yeah those seem to be the people that can still work right now as the people that can work from home yeah yeah that's what me is doing and it's yeah i wish that would be nice yeah but i don't know how you can even get those kind of jobs now but i think now that i'm unemployed i'm going to try to get on linkedin and try to maybe try to find something for the meantime even if it's I made a tempting. commitment to myself to never make a LinkedIn. Yeah, I already have one. But I have enough I have like a million like requests and stuff and I just don't I haven't gone in forever. Yeah, I, I think I'll I have some savings. I can pay rent yeah. for a few months. Um It'd be I'll, nice if you could just like pause your rent, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I think sucks. I, I, my sister was saying, like, in California, like, you're not, they're not evicting, you're not allowed to evict anybody for, like, the next two months or something. Oh, uh, yeah. But, I mean, I can make, I can make my rent payments, it's just, it sucks, you know? Yeah, it does suck. But hopefully this thing doesn't last more than a couple months, I yeah. guess. But I don't want to be here for, t- like, I'm just going to get so depressed if I have nothing to do, you know? Yeah. I can't do mics, I can't work. I'm just going to be, I don't know what I'm going to fucking do. We need to, like, make a movie or something. Yeah. No, I was just thinking today of, like, trying to do a 
comedy show, like in my living room or something. Okay. Some type of. I mean, I've I've performed for my family like a couple times. Like, <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, when they get drunk enough, like my mom will be like, "Do you bomb?" No, I mean they'll laugh no matter what. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> people. You know how like people are saying like stand like to tell you to stand up when you were giving the speech. Yeah. That I get that like every time there's any sort yeah. of social gathering with my dad's family, they're just I'm like, dude, this I'm not doing my bits for you guys. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that, like how it's been, because this is your first time back, right? Um, I was back. Were you back for Christmas? Yeah. I was back for Christmas. Yeah. Like, how was it when you came back, just interacting with friends and family and like people? Most everybody's fine. From the, I mean, I have like one aunt, my aunt Tally. She's just like. It sounds like you're doing something. Like, how is everybody dealing with your, uh, with your <laughs> new commitment? <laughs> yeah. Um, they've taken it pretty well. Tally, she's just so fucking obnoxious and like. Not only does she harass me constantly, she went, some girl, my, like one of my comedian friends in New York posted like a picture of me on her Instagram story, just a picture of me doing stand-up, yeah. and I like reposted it on mine, and she DM'd the girl, saying like, hey, do you have a video of Casper doing stand-up? And I'm like, are you serious? This is insane. And then she like followed her, and she started like commenting, like she started posing, and like she's like commenting on her videos of stand-up, like it's fucking bizarre. Yeah. I don't know why people do that, because it's like, what if it sucks, you know? What do you, like, I would, if somebody doesn't want to share something with me, or they're like, this, if, they, if they're anything creative, I'm like, okay, fine. Cause no, like, yeah, there's no boundaries in my, with the people, with her, people in my family. They yeah. don't, like, if you say no, they don't give a shit. They're like, no, seriously, just show us. It's not a big deal. I'm like, no, and they don't care. Yeah. And what's the, I don't know. The ceiling, the best case scenario for me is they laugh, and I don't really care that much that they laughed. Yeah, because you more, can't even trust it anyways. Yeah, I don't care. I honest, And yeah. what's more likely is that they won't laugh, and it'll not only be a bomb for me, it'll also just be super uncomfortable. Uh -huh. Like, that it's just, it's not fun. It's, and it's just, there's no, it's a lose-lose. Yeah. But I understand, like, if somebody I knew was doing, again, if I had nothing, no idea about anything comedy related, like, oh, yeah, perform for us, but, like, yeah. respect when, respect boundaries if they say no. Yeah, that's what, yeah, people who don't do comedy, they they know so little about it. And just, like, even telling people how many times I've performed, which isn't, like, crazy, Yeah. they're just like, whoa, that's, like, that's insane, you know, it's like... <laughs> the question I hate, I, I've tried my, I talk, I really hate when people are like, do you get nervous? Like, I don't like that. Like, I, I've just, I told you, I've just been told you I've been doing comedy for nine months. Do you think, like, I'm still, like, that's not, I don't know. It's just, I, but some people do get nervous, so I guess it's a valid question, but I just, it just irritates me. Yeah. Jesse asked, he asked me that when I told him I was there. Uh, like, do you get, like, that's their first question. Do you get nervous? It's like, it's, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I get people who are, like, super, like, overly like proud of me for doing it and i'm just like they're like wow that's so brave like you have balls to do that like, i think i like that more because yeah. i do think it takes balls yeah. to like i mean maybe not to do one but to like commit to, to commit to doing it you know i think it takes balls yeah i think i think what i did i i i think i i most people i don't think would just move to new york knowing nobody and like not having an apartment and do that i think so i i don't mind what people tell me i, I it was yeah not, to, I guess I'm too man horn, but like I think it, I think it took balls. No, yeah, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but like I think it's, I think it's awesome that you uh, jumped and fucking did that. It's like, 
there's so many people I bet that want to do things like that or they are scared to there's people who work full careers and in the back of their head they want to be doing something else yeah so just doing that it's is it's inspiring to me and um yeah it's cool and it, it motivated me in a way to like like if you weren't doing comedy i don't know if i would be doing it right now maybe it would have taken longer or whatever yeah. but um it's been cool to see you go along the way and I'm yeah. happy that you're doing it too. It's nice to have fellow Santa Clarita and to hang out with and talk about it. But I, to me, it's crazy when people commit to like when I see people out here like from like getting engaged and like yeah. like Jacob Mias, he's like a sheriff now. Like I, that's crazy to me that you're willing to make a commitment to something that I doubt you're passionate about. Yeah, and like that you just like seems like the right like if you're not I don't know passion like it's crazy to me that people aren't exploring and figuring out what they're passionate about at this age because like you're never you're not going to get to do it later in life you know yeah yeah that's the biggest thing for me too it's like like now's the time where we're able to like even if it's a complete waste of time and you don't end some point it's like you're young and you can recover and yeah do something else yeah. you know like our parents, and at least my parents, they didn't find out what they were doing until later on in life. And I feel like a lot of times we have pressure to, like, find out what you're doing right now. But it's yeah. like, dude, we're going to live to be 100. Like, Take if you if you met, if you reached your goal right now, that's like, I feel like you could have went higher if you just reached higher. Yeah, for sure. And, um. Yeah, if, if, and, like, I feel very lucky that I was able to find my passion at a young age. Mm -hmm. But, like, if you haven't, like, give yourself... A t it doesn't mean you have to just go find a job and pick mm -hmm. your career. Like, you can go explore, you know, go travel or do whatever, try new things, and, like, you can try to figure it out. And if you don't find it, then maybe go get a job doing something. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I you have to understand some people are comfortable doing jobs that we don't want to do and maybe that's yeah i don't know especially coming from different backgrounds and situations it's like sometimes normalcy is yeah. comfortable for people it's just when people are not artists it, they just disgust me you know i must not in, i think they should yeah if you're gonna if you're gonna become a cop or you're gonna go work in an office you should might as well just kill yourself that's what i say right um and I think there's gonna become a time where everyone needs to be artists and shit, <laughs> because with, with like automation, it's years down the road or whatever. But there's gonna be a time when a cop could be a robot, and all that's left for humans to do is just make art. Well, then the robots will do that too. <laughs> I don't know if a robot will ever have the. Uh, I bet a the robot creative. will come out with a Netflix special one day. Yeah, but it'll. <laughs> will it be? Could it? be the maximum is there going to be come a time where they can do it better than louis ck i don't know maybe yeah but that's further down the road that's then, not for a while yeah but i don't see why not that'll be the last to go at least the artists you know justin bieber being replaced i could see but like go. based on like the sh music that's like popular like the shit pop like i could see that just being made on a computer you know like it's not like i don't think it's that difficult yeah algorithm yeah like what subjects do they like that what you know and what like especially like the music behind it like that could be anything you know they're not 
looking for like real talented like beats like they're just looking for whatever sounds nice and bubbly yeah um so maybe we're everyone's fucked so just become a cop or something <sighs> i don't know but we're that's we're not I, hopefully that we don't see it in our lifetime yeah for sure is that, is that the podcast are we done does it feel like we're done do you think we ended how long has it up? been it's been uh hour 15 hour 15 yeah i wanted to get over an hour that was good that's good um any last words anything else you wanted to share do you have a story or anything memorable from your experiences um, i don't think not i don't think i have anything that's worth not, not any, th any inspiration for the kids um no i don't i don't i don't i don't want them to do anything okay um hey thanks for coming thanks for um being the first guest and one of my longtime friends who I've known since almost around birth. I mean, not known, but been next to. Yeah, we've been around each other. Yeah. All right. Peace. Peace.